Hey guys, so this is just a uh, just a quick intro to let you know that, uh, yeah, well, the title of the episode says what it is, and I'm just going to preface this and give a warning for uh, about two more episodes in this coming month will just be by myself, unfortunately, I just have, those are just going to be sort of special episodes, so yeah, but let's get into today's. Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher, as per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and today is going to be the monthly continuation of me talking about the films that I watched in the previous month. I watched a ton of stuff in this month, so let's get right into it. So first off, I started the month by re-watching Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which I covered on the podcast, so go listen to that episode on the sh- okay, listen to that episode, and I hope you enjoy listening to me talk about it. Then I watched Knock- Knocked Up from Judd Apatow. I figured, you know, it's Judd Apatow. I liked the 40-year-old version, which I watched earlier this year. In fact, the beginning of the month, uh, at the, right at the end of January is when I watched it. I really, really liked it. Uh, the 40-year-old version, that is. And Knocked Up, I didn't like nearly as much. I thought it was perfectly solid. I, 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 I think my score might be a bit generous, but I do, I did quite enjoy it. And yeah, it's perfectly decent. And it's, hell, sometimes it's perfectly solid, but I do, but it's not, like, great cinema or anything. But, you know, I liked it. It was decent. Then I watched a Goofy movie. I was surprised at how much I liked this one. I know a couple people who are really big fans of this movie. They really love it, and I decided I might as well check it out, see what their, sort of, the hype is, I guess it was. And, yeah, it was was really enjoyable. I really got into it, uh, especially towards the end and the relationship between Goofy and his son and the whole, you know, like, it's it's just really nice, it was really enjoyable, I really liked what they did with it, there were some really nice moments in it, uh, really nice emotional moments in it, you know, and also, it's a fun road trip movie, like, there's not, I haven't seen a whole lot of road trip movies to sort of uh, compare it to, I think, what are the other, I've seen Borat, which I really like, which I really love, actually, and Dumb and Dumber, which I have discussed on here i don't really care for it but yeah no i really really liked a goofy movie i thought it was a lot of fun really entertaining and yeah just really nice following that i watched this is 40 this sort of spiritual sequel to knocked up i liked it I, I liked it more, actually. I did like it more than Knocked Up. I just thought it was funnier. I think I preferred the leads in it. And I just liked the sort of uh, drama stuff they were going through. And I just thought there was a lot more um, entertainment to be had with those two characters. Uh, I mean, I just I just like uh, Paul Rudd more than Seth Rogen, honestly. I don't, I don't dislike Seth Rogen, but I just think Paul Rudd is a far more entertaining man and it's my second favorite John Apatow film of three I've seen now the 40 year old version is the best one then I watched a few good men which I covered on this podcast so go listen to that I, that I believe wasn't last week's episode uh, the it was it was the week before last it wasn't the, the episode that came out this week it came out the week before then I watched a few animated films, Anomalisa, directed by Charlie Kaufman, The Illusionist, I don't know who made that, and Turning Red, I also don't know who made that. So I'm just going to quickly go through these. Anomalisa is really, really great. Um, I love Inside Out, 
and I and I'm happy Inside Out won the Oscar, but honestly, I wouldn't. I kind of think Anomalisa equally deserved to get the win that year. I just really, really liked it. I thought I thought it was uh, it was the better. It's the better stuff from Charlie Kaufman. It's for me. It's sort of in the middle of his career. It's between on the on the stuff I really like being. John Malkovich and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and then there's the weaker stuff on the other side, Adaptation, and I'm Thinking of Ending Things, and I just loved it. Uh, the voice performances from David Thewlis and Jennifer Jason Lee really complemented each other really well, and I really did like it. It was fantastic. It's well worth a watch. It's 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 a, it shows that Charlie Kaufman is very good when he wants to be. I'm Thinking of Ending Things was just a disappointment i didn't think particularly care for it but i might do a charlie kaufman thing at some point a season maybe a couple episodes covering his entire career in here who knows i could totally do that following that was the illusionist which i i did mention before and i mean what a great year for animated films by the way 2010 you had the illusionist toy story 3 how to train your dragon mega mind uh tangled despicable me you know the shrek forever after is get is apparently pretty decent it's getting a bit of a resurgence i haven't seen it but it's um you know it's perfectly fine i and i really liked it but i think the academy voted and chose the best three films for that year and i just really really liked it the animation is beautiful there's not really a whole lot of dialogue in it there is dialogue but you can't really understand it and yeah no it's just really fun it not fun no i say films are fun and they're not it's uh but it's really good it's well worth a watch and then turning red uh, it's fine it's like bottom half of pixar i didn't particularly care about it it uh, was perfectly solid it was perfectly fine. Didn't really care for it too much. After that was the Belko experiment, which I thought was a lot of fun. I don't really know why a lot of people seem to hate that film. I just thought it. I thought it was really fun. It was really, you know, a nice like 90-minute sort of thriller. I guess you could say, you know, game of death. People stuck in this building, and I really liked it. Uh, you know, performances were all pretty solid. John C. McGinley was particularly good in it, and the lead performance from the uh, main guy in it I thought was pretty decent and yeah it's just a lot of fun James Gunn's script I don't know why people didn't care for it it's James Gunn and it's and it's sort of just more of James Gunn's sort of humor and stuff but yeah no Belko experiment seriously go watch it if you haven't if you have seen it and you don't think you like it I guarantee it's probably better than you remember I do recommend um checking it out uh if you get a chance to then I watched two, two Greta Gerwig's two sort of major films that she's released. I believe she's released a, a sort of film that she co-directed with someone, but I don't think that particularly counts. But I watched Lady Bird and Little Women, and I liked Lady Bird, and I really did quite like Little Women. Um, I don't think Lady Bird deserved its Oscar nomination, or Saoirse Ronan a Best Actress nomination, or Greta Gerwig a Best Director nomination, but I'm not as... A, but I do think Little Women's nominations for actress and supporting actress are very well deserved. And honestly, if Gerwig had been nominated for director for that, I think it would have been well worth a nomination. I really liked it. Uh, yeah, Lady Bird is fine, but I've just seen so many far better coming-of-age stories 
honestly, and I just didn't really connect with Lady Bird in a way that a lot of people seemingly did. I, I did connect more with Little Women, and I do like him more, and I do think it is a far more well-made film, and plus performances are far better. I mean, Saoirse Ronan is far better in Little Women than she is in Lady Bird. The screenplay is far better. Florence Pugh, I mean, Florence Pugh is better than pretty much any performance in Lady Bird, and yeah, it's a, it's a really, 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 but I do like both of those films. Lady Bird, less so, it's perfectly fine, but I mean, something like Superbad or something is far more appealing to me, and I like it more just because of its story. I think its story works better, and I just, I, I guess I identify with it more, but I also just think it's far better made on sort of a technical level, performance level as well, writing, just all the stuff. But yeah, no, both of those. I do rec- do check out Little Women first because it is the better film. Following that, I watched Hereditary, and Jesus Christ, um, <laughs> man, was Hereditary something to watch? I had planned to watch Ari Aster's Midsummer as well. I did not get a chance to watch that this month. I haven't. I started watching it, and I just couldn't be uh, invested enough to finish it, but I'll probably watch it. I might cover Hereditary in Midsummer when his new film comes out, which is Disappointment Boulevard, which may or may not be coming out this year. Who knows? I, I think he says something about he's still editing it or something. There's still a whole post-production process behind it. So we'll just see, but I... I mean, if Hereditary is anything to go by, I'm probably gonna really like Mids. I'm probably gonna like Midsummer a bit, as well as Disappointment Boulevard, provided he makes it, you know, not three hours long, which I just can't stand. Films that are three hours long, I I legitimately get annoyed at three-hour films, because it's just like, there's no way, no film can justify a three-hour runtime, even films I really, really like, like Lord of the Rings, I love those films, but I seriously doubt they justify the three-hour runtime, I do need to re-watch them, but I mean, just anything over two and a half hours really needs to justify it, but anything over three is just taking the piss at that point, but Hereditary is a good film. It's really good. Tony Collette should have been nominated and won the Oscar for Best Actress. She's really, really great in it. Um, I also think Alex Wolf, I think, is is, her, is the guy who plays her son. He's also really good. He deserves some... Because everyone was talking about how great Tony Collette was, but honestly, I think Alex Wolf deserved just as much love and praise. Uh, the film was just so good. It was really just haunting and creepy. There's some really unnerving moments of horror in it and and i'm not usually one because i think a lot of horror films just fail at doing horror it's uh but this film really got me on a lot of in a lot of places and it's yeah it's it's phenomenal it's well worth a watch it's definitely a hard film to watch at times and if you're not into horror don't check it out and uh yeah just but if you if you're interested in film in general and you're not really bothered about horror go watch hereditary it is amazing Following I wa- following that, I watched Beautiful Boy, and I only really watched it because Timothée Chalamet was in it, and as suspected, he was really great in it. But besides that, it's, it's a perfectly fine film. There's nothing um, particularly brilliant in it. It's not like doing anything really 
crazy with the form. It's a pretty, you know, decent sort of run-of-the-mill biopic. But I will say Timothée Chalamet is really great. And uh, the fact that he didn't get Oscar nominated for that role is a bit of a disappointment. But also, he shouldn't have been put in supporting character. He, in category, he was the lead of that film. I think that is important, though. He was the lead of Beautiful Boys. And, like, him and and, uh, Steve Crow were, at best, you could say they were co-leads. But he just—he was far more than just like a co-lead. Like he was—I mean, he—he he was more of the lead than, um, than a fucking Steve Carell was. Uh, but he did deserve a nomination for that role that he didn't get, which is unfortunate. But it's a—it's a decent film. It is worth checking out just for Timothy Timothy's, uh, performance. I do say Timothy, but I'm—but it is Timothy Chalamet. Go check it out. It's a decent movie. I watched The General next. I uh, uh, I thought it was fine. I don't really understand why it's on something like the IMDb Top 250 or anything. But it is a decent movie. And it's well made. And there's some enjoyable stuff in it. The stunt work in it is impeccable. Buster Keaton, one of the earliest stuntmen in history. And I and I have to give him props for that. Because it's very well, very impressive stunt work he's doing. He's, he's really good in it. it. Just the stuff he's doing, very, very nice. I just didn't really connect the story, and I just didn't think it was all that great. But it's it's a good movie, and it is worth checking out, just for historical purposes. And then my hundredth film I've seen this year, Jurassic World Dominion. I will not be talking about this, actually, because I will be doing, at my review of the year... I will be talking about this stuff that I do tie-in episodes to at the end of the year. I'll just say, it's fine. Then I watched Corpse Bride by Tim Burton. I I like Tim Burton. I really like Tim Burton. He's a, uh, he's, he's a good filmmaker. He just is just sort of lost a bit of himself. Like, he hasn't... Like, I think a lot of people will say that he hasn't really made anything great in... About a decade, I mean, Frank and Weenie seems to be, like, the last really critically acclaimed thing he did. I mean, it was Oscar-nominated for animated feature, but besides, after, but after, everything after that, like, everyone seems to sort of admit that he's not that great anymore than that he's sort of lost something. And, you know, and I, but Corpse, right, I, uh, actually, let me look. Yeah, Frank and Weenie, well, yeah, Frank and Weenie and Dark Shadows was the same year, then as Big Eyes, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar, yeah, which weren't, none of those were particularly well acclaimed, but Corpse Bride, I really liked, I'm a big fan of stop motion animation, Nightmare Before Christmas is one of my favourite films of all time, Tim Burton didn't write that, of course, he was, he was just heavily, well, he didn't direct it, rather, uh, he was just heavily involved with the production side of it, and fair enough, and I do really like Nightmare Before Christmas, and I like this, I thought this was very nice, Helena Bonham Carter is wonderful, I've come to that realisation this year, that she is phenomenal, one of the best actresses working today, possibly my favourite, honestly, like, she's so great in, well, the Tim Burton stuff she's done, like, she's really done a lot of really great stuff, and she, and she's by far the best part of the film, a really wonderful voice performance, uh, Johnny Depp is like pretty decent, has is a, is a is a pretty decent voice perform vocal performance, but it's not like anything amazing. Like it's not like an amazing 
uh, vocal performance from him. To be honest, I couldn't even really tell it was him for a lot of it. I, I knew he was in it, I just couldn't tell it was him. But Helena Bonham Carter is wonderful. And yeah, I'm just looking at the films. So I've seen 14 of her films, and she's great in like all of them. I mean, particularly in Fight Club, Sweeney Todd, and Conversations with Other Women. Like She is excellent in all of those films. She is just phenomenal like it's it's hard to go wrong with helena bonham carter just absolutely great talent and uh but of course right i also really like the songs songs were really nice and i watched sherlock jr which i liked i actually really enjoyed i thought it was a lot of fun i thought the guy playing sherlock jr was uh who was it was it buster keaton I think it was... I think it must have been Buster Kim, but this was on the IMDb Top 250, and I'm slowly making my way through all of those. Yeah, Buster Keaton. And yeah, he's really great in it, and I do prefer it to the general. I think it, there's a lot of really great stuff in Sherlock Jr. Some really great bits of comedy. It's very well written. And there's just, yeah, a lot of really good, enjoyable stuff in it. Um, it's, yeah, it's very good. It's well worth checking out. Plus, it's like 45 minutes. It's like... It's fantastic. I, I love film, like, because you find out with a lot of older films that they're, like, around an hour or so, maybe less. But, yeah, Sherlock Jr., well worth checking out. Then there was, then following that, I saw in the cinema Lightyear. I did an episode on that, and I will be talking about that in the review of the year. But, again, it was f- decent. I liked it more than Turning Red, though. So, yeah. Then I watched Bombshell, which was pretty decent i liked it i think uh it's uh it's fine it's a it's a decent movie margot robbie is really good in it actually i think margot robbie is a was is, is a fantastic actress really good one of the sort of bad best actresses are working today and i mean i love laura dern in marriage story but i wouldn't have been against margot robbie winning best supporting actress that year but uh but the rest of, the rest of the film was perfectly fine Charlize Theron is decent, and Nicole Kidman is fine. John Lithgow is actually pretty solid, and yeah, it's just a perfectly solid, decent film. Then I watched Airplane, a really funny movie. I really enjoy. There's some really good stuff with it. Some really great jokes. It's just a lot of fun. It's it's a film that there's not really a whole lot to say on because it's just sort of an iconic 80s comedy. It's it's well worth a watch. Plus, it's like it's like 90 minutes, and you know, which is what the best comedies are. And it's just a lot of fun. There's some really funny bits in it. Leslie Nielsen is really good. And yeah, it's it's very, very good. So yeah, check it out. Following that, I rewatched Thor. I did an episode on it. It came out earlier this week. So go check that out. And I watched Beavis and Butthead Do America. Because Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe came out. And I figured I might as well watch Beavis and Butthead Do America. For the purpose of that, I have not seen the show at all. But I really, really liked this the film. I thought it was really funny. Beavis and Butthead are really funny characters. There's some, it's there's some, it's really dumb though, and I can see how some of the, uh, they they can annoy people and get on people's nerves. But it is, it was, it was really funny. I really liked it. I had a lot of fun with it, and it was just a really funny time watching these two idiots just sort of luck their way to the end of the film. And yeah, it's really, really good. I do recommend check it out, or at least be somewhat like be some, sort of familiar with Beavis and Butthead as characters before you check. Because I did watch the shorts, and I am aware of who they are, but do sort of 
because you might get a bit annoyed and you know but yeah i really liked it thought it was a really fun time then i watched the spongebob squarepants movie for the first time which i've never seen somehow but i i think which is not true actually i believe i caught the ending on tv one time but besides that i hadn't seen it before so yeah I really, really liked it, though. The fact that this wasn't nominated for Best Animated Feature, but fucking Shark Tale was, is so weird. And I tried watching Shark Tale. I got about 30 minutes in, and I kind of had to stop, because I was like, I'm not in the mood to watch this shit right now. So I didn't watch it this month, but I will watch it as soon as I can, just so I can say that I, for certainty, that... Spongebob Squarepants movie should have been nominated for animated feature. It's well worth a watch. Spongebob Squarepants movie is a lot of fun. I really liked it. There's some really nice moments. It's a bit sad at points. Like, there's some really dark stuff that happens in it, but it's, it's really funny, though. It's I mean, it's just Spongebob Squarepants. You can't go wrong with it. But yeah, go check it out. Especially if you're a fan of Spongebob and you haven't Spongebob Squarepants, check it out. Then I rewatched Thor The Dark World and Thor Ragnarok. Which I did, and which again, were in the episode that came out earlier this week. Then I watched Beavers and Butthead do the universe. And I had a and I had a really fun time with it. It was a really enjoyable film. I really liked the time travel elements with it. It was not as good as Beavers and Butthead do America, but it was still a really, really fun time. It's just more of the same really, but they're in the but they're in the present in twenty twenty two. And it's really funny, and I do like the whole sort of time travel mechanics they do with it. And it's just, yeah, it's just really fun, really enjoyable, and just, yeah, it's it's Beavis and Butthead again, but just in, you know, a modern setting. But yeah, check out Beavis and Butthead Do America and Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Both are really good and well worth a watch. And I watched Cha-Cha Real Smooth, which premiered at Sundance Film Festival this year. And then I watched it on Apple TV+. It is decent. Cooper Rafe is the lead in it. He's really good. I really liked him in it. But besides that, the film was just sort of fine. The other performances were really weak comparatively to him. I didn't really think that... You know, I, I just don't really... I just think the rest of the performances are a bit weaker comparatively. I don't think the writing is... The, the writing is decent, but, but, you know... And I do like the soundtrack, though. The soundtrack in it is really, really nice. But honestly, it's, it's, it is worth checking out just for Cooper Rafe's performance. So go go watch it. He's currently my favourite male performance of the year. And maybe my favourite performance of the year? Go check it out. It's well worth watching. I, wa- and I, I watched X which is fine. I liked the first half. In fact, I thought the first half was really good. I thought like the, the sort of way they were doing the first half was really well done, really great and everything, and real nice. And then basically when the killing started, I just lost interest. I just didn't care anymore. And by the end, I was just like, man, they had something really great going on with that first half. And then they bottled it. And I was just like, well, that's it. So yeah, I really liked half of it, and then the other half just sort of just went down, <laughs> in my opinion. But, you know, the first half is really good. But, yeah, it just sort of didn't maintain that 
quality throughout. It could have been one of my favorite films of the year, honestly. For yeah, but it just didn't do that. Following that was Uncharted, which is currently my least favorite film of the year. I don't really care for it all that much. It's not particularly bad by any means. Like I'm not like it's not the worst thing ever. It's just not that great. Honestly, but also most video game movies suck, so it's like Tom Holland is decent at playing a character, but he's not Nathan Drake. He just isn't Nathan Drake. I'm sorry, I can't. I don't really know what to say about it. He's not. He's not Nathan Drake. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is very weird, and the rest of the cast are, fun- are weird. It's fine. I say fine. It's it's less than fine. It's it should have been better, but it wasn't. It's just a movie that exists. And then I wrapped up the month with Keanu, which I will be doing an episode on, so you'll hear about my thoughts then. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this month's edition of What Films I Watched. Check out the previous ones I've done. Check out the previous episodes I've done. And I hope all of you guys have a good rest of your week. And I'll see you on Monday for the first episode of July. And I'll see all of you guys in the next one. Goodbye.